This is Iron Sports, and we're just so pleased to have Coach Paul Westhead. He's the author of The Speed Game, My Fast Times in Basketball. And there's, I think, I looked at the numbers, there's 35 people that have ever been coached NBA championship team. And there's only like 16 that are still alive. And Coach Westhead is one of those 16, one of those 35. So, Coach Westhead, thanks so much for coming on Iron Sports and, and giving a little preview of the finals right now and also talking about your game, the, the book, The Speed Game, and with the winning time. So much to t- discuss today. Well, thanks, Ira. I'm glad I'm one of the select uh, 15 out of the 35 are still alive. <laughs> <laughs> so tonight we're, ge- we're gearing up for Game 5 of the NBA Finals. Yep. <laughs> and remember, you coached back 79 and 80, and your series actually went to Game 5 too. So you were sort of at the Golden State position. You're 2-2, home, uh, and this is a series that, that, that uh, Kareem hit the game-winning shot in that game to send it back to Philadelphia. So into a series that's two two, you've gone through two, you know, two game, four games of the series. And what kind of adjustments are you making? What are you thinking about back in those days? And like, what are the coaches thinking? Kerr and Adoko is thinking now. What adjustments are you making into this game five? Yeah, it's a, it's hard to go back, uh, Ira. I mean, we had such a, a set plan that we knew, you know, we were going to try and run. Uh, and get some fast breaks going. And if we didn't, we were going to go into the low post to Kareem. I mean, Kareem was the the dominant factor in the game. So uh, the best way to handle that is don't make too many adjustments. Don't all of a sudden give the ball inside to Norm Nixon because they haven't seen him in the post. No, uh, so you, you have to be very clever and you have to make adjustments, but you have to stick to – you know, what got you to the dance. So uh, I suspect that both teams will make a little adjustments, but not, not significant ones, I wouldn't think. Now, going into it a series, I mean, it's so much different than the, than in just the regular season where you're going from one game to another, back-to-backs to back. Right. It's just the teams get used to the player. They used to get, you know, they, they see the plays run a number of times. It must be hard to make those, you know, it, just those small little adjustments during those games because the, everybody, you're so familiar with each other. Yeah, you, you hit upon something. You, you make a good point. Uh, in a normal regular season game, you know, uh, teams prepare for each other. They have a day or two to prepare, and, and you know, they do some, some general things. This one, you know, they're breaking down spots on the floor where, you know, we, we, we don't want to let Kerr, uh, Stephon Curry get that open jumper in the middle at this spot. So, yeah, you're right. There will be adjustments, and – and speaking of that, I I suspect that Boston has learned not to let uh, Stefan uh, Curry come off that uh, high pick and roll and get open. Uh, they have to either switch him or double him or do something because uh, he's devastating. And now from the Warriors' perspective, I, actually, you were assisted on the Golden State bench. I was looking at your bio, and, and you mentioned briefly in your, in your book right. that, that, you, that you were coach, you did coach the Warriors for a couple of years. I was, I'm surprised they're not fast-breaking more. They have one game that's 11, 12, and 8. Like the four games, they've averaged about 11 or 12 points. They, they seem to have a faster team than, than in Boston, and they could neutralize the side advantage, the size advantage the Celtics have. So I am surprised they just aren't. Are, are, you, do you, are you surprised they're not fast-breaking more? Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those expressions, fast break, that people use, and and 
over the last half a dozen years, the Warriors have been associated with a team that plays quick and fast. But I I don't see a lot of it. I, I, so I haven't seen much in this series. Uh, I think uh, it all comes down to the outlet pass. They have to get that ball out quicker. Uh, but I think both teams are more content to a very steady pace, and they think that their their shooters are going to uh, win the game for them, so they're not going to overrush it. But, yeah, I think Golden State, if they ran a little bit more, it would help them, and, and it would help Boston also. And then the one of the players in the series of people that Kerr has to focus with is Draymond, his own player, Draymond Green, who is underperforming in the first four games, having trouble in terms of, you know, offensively. And in game four, he actually was subbing him out on, you know, doing offensive defense with Draymond Green. Right. Um, it must be a challenge for Kerr to say, look, everyone views that Draymond Green's the most important player on the team besides Curry, all that, but realizing that it's not working out in this series and having to make those changes like that. Yeah, uh, that's a delicate thing. Uh, Draymond Green is a, a proud, uh, no pun intended, a proud warrior. And he, uh, you can play with him a little bit, you know, pull him in and out, but he needs to be out on that court. You, he's a kind of guy for his, the X factor for his, his strength, his power, his intimidation. He's needed out on that court. He has to be more effective. I grant that. He has not been uh, scoring very well at all. But uh, I'll be surprised if you don't see Draymond Green out there playing 35-plus minutes. And then the use of the bench, it's like I, I always like to see you know what matchups are there, what lineups are in there. And I feel that there's like each team has a, a, a unique type of bench. But the Warriors with Otto Porter, Jordan Poole, Gary Payton, it seems like they can – it seems like Kerr is looking for that right lineup. You know, trying to put pull with Peyton might work better, but just utilizing those bench for maybe the 15, 20 minutes. Now, I know when you coached the, the Lakers, you actually had Cooper coming off the bench until Kareem got injured for that game – for the game six. But, you know, just utilizing your bench players again the right – that's, a, that's a, such a challenge and, and maybe the difference in the series. Yeah, uh, but, but again, I would fall back and say – You've played, you know, 82 regular season games and a whole bunch of playoff games now. You you have to kind of rely on the guys who came off the bench who helped you through the season. So uh, for me, you know, it was a no-brainer to play Michael Cooper. Uh, I don't think it's the time to get clever and reach out and, and grab somebody who's like your ninth man and he's fresh and fit and you say, maybe we'll get lucky. And I don't think Kerr will do that, but he has a little deeper bench than Boston, so he can afford to uh, to gamble a little bit. And then one of the things is they say all the you know the stars have the criticism of Curry to some extent, not criticism of how Curry is being used, but is that he's been playing like 41, 42 minutes. I know that you know I was looking at the minutes of the teams that when you played, like you played in Game Six, you played Magic forty seven of the forty eight minutes. It, it must be a challenge to be saying, look, i got to have my star rested. I, I can't overplay them. But on the other hand, I need them in the game because I need them scoring. So that's, that's really more, more than the regular season, the playoffs. You're trying to get that extra couple minutes in. Uh, but it's a, it must be just a huge challenge for a coach. Yeah, you, you, you think you're getting clever. I mean, uh, we always would try and rest Kareem, who needed more rest than, than Magic. Magic was it. You know, a young rookie in, in, in my first year when we won. Uh, so we would try with a maybe inside two minutes to go at the end of a quarter, take Kareem out for the last two minutes, uh, let him sit the quarter, 
keep him on the bench for a minute or two into the next quarter. So that's where we tried to, you know, uh, look like we were being smart. But it, you're going to win a championship with your star players out there. So uh, don't get don't get too clever and rest them and lose. So uh, better to have them out on the court. And then from the Boston perspective, it seems like the third quarter is the problem. I mean, they've been outscored all every third quarter. It's been, I think, about 40-some about points they've been outscored in the third quarter. And, and they know that Golden State's known as a great third-quarter team, but they just seem not to be able to. Uh, I know that I was at the game, the game's three and four, and they have, like, try to keep the fans there. They had Nelly perform at halftime. They had another, you know, halftime performance. Like, fans, stay in your seat, help us. But it seems like it must be such a challenge to figure out how to stop this Warriors third-quarter dominance. Yeah, I mean, uh, especially since they know it. Uh, it's not like, oh, gosh, I didn't know they were so good in the third quarter. I mean, the Warriors announced that. They've been doing it all season. Uh, you just have to come out uh, a little more alert, a little more ready. Uh, but, you know, we're now down to uh, what turns out to be a three-game series. So uh, you need to be ready from the get-go, and you need to be ready at the start of the second half. And so uh, there, there's no uh, there's no excuse uh, for either team, and I suspect that Boston will be uh, fit and ready to start the second half. You know, at the end of the game four, last game, uh, the Celtics had a 94-90 lead with five minutes to go, and then they're outscored 17 to three, and it's reminiscent of the Miami series when they almost blew Game Seven in terms of not get it seemed like not getting those the good shots, rushing shots. Uh, what would you suggest? Like, it, it seems like they just, they just seem to be rushing at those end of the games and not getting Jason Tatum involved. I mean, he only had one basket in the fourth quarter of the last game. Yeah, well, you, you hit upon what I would do. Uh, I, I live by this, and sometimes I get fired by doing this. <laughs> uh, always, always go to your, your key player. So, for me, it was go to Kareem. It was get uh, Norm uh, Nixon the ball, get it into Kareem get magic to do his thing, but get it in the cream. So uh, the Celtics, they have to live and die with Tatum. I mean, he, Brown and Tatum are their two go-to guys. Tatum is the game maker, game changer. So when in doubt, get him to score. However, I want to say on the other hand, Tatum has to be more to take the ball and say, get out of my way. So it goes both ways. Would you tell Marcus Smart, like, don't shoot? Like, it seems like Marcus Smart has no fear. Like, he wants to shoot all the time. Is there? Would you take Marcus Smart aside and say, Marcus, you cannot take four threes? I mean, he missed four threes, five threes at the end of the, of the game four. And against in the Heat series, he missed four threes in, like, the final two minutes. So it seems like, you know, it's like someone, he just keeps shooting. Have you, have you seen the look on Marcus Smart, his face when he looks at you? I don't think I would tell him too much. <laughs> I'd say, Marcus, perhaps you might want to find uh, Tatum rather than shooting a three. No, it, it's a fine line. That's what I say. You can't, you can't twist the the, the the players to do things that you think uh, are are better. You have to kind of lead them a little bit and let them figure it out. But for sure. Smart is clever enough to know that Tatum has to get the ball more in the first quarter. And then, you know, I'm I'm intrigued by Jalen Brown because I guess the other aspect of it is that there's sometimes at the beginning of the last game, Jalen was just tremendous to start. 
And it seems like, you know, again, the mix. I had Dan Chanase in from the Boston Globe, and I said, do these guys even get along? And he's like, I don't even know. And the point is, when you watch them in the games, like, their use between, you know, Magic and, and Kareem were two different players. I mean, one's a, a guard and one's a center. And, and, but Brown right. and Tatum were right. very similar. So it's hard to get those yes, two to, to work, to, you know, together, really. Yeah, I mean, that's an interesting uh, combination. Uh, the two of them together, when they're uh, on fire and they're working, Boston will win uh, uh, versus uh, uh, Clay Thompson and uh, Curry. Uh, they're not as good a combination when they're both on. I mean, it's, it's a good matchup, but I would go with Tatum and Brown if they're on their game. But the difference is that Curry keeps everything alive every game. And Tatum and Brown kind of come in and come out, and sometimes they're not, they're not both firing at the same time. So I want to turn – oh, with one last question I had written down I wanted to ask about, the, uh, about the, this current series is how do you think that Magic Cream, your team, 7980, would have done against either of these teams. And when you say which rules to play, how about playing in your own rules in those days when, when nobody made a three in those games? Like, I look back at game six, and the, the Sixers yep. and, and the Lakers combined were 0 for 6, or in today's rules. Yep. Yeah, well, the, the big X factor, uh, our team of 1980 and either one of these teams is that we did have a dominant low post center. And the low post game, for the most part in the NBA, has gone away. Uh, you know, all the big guys are stepping out and shooting threes. Uh, Kareem, you know, would not do that. You know, could not do that. Oh, maybe you could take some outside shots. So uh, it just depends on what you think. Uh, I think I would go with my center, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and say that he could just dominate teams inside because uh, nobody plays that way. Yeah, I mean, it was hard for Draymond Green to do anything against the Kareem. But, uh, or anyone. <laughs> or any, correct, correct. 